0: Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. It's been another week of exciting football, but not downstoke. But first week we're joined by Ange. Hello, Ange. Hiya. How has your week been, other than the football
1: weekend,
0: obviously? It was great until yesterday afternoon, and then, like, it was two steps forward, one step back, wasn't it, yesterday?
1: It wasn't good at all.
0: Well, I just want to let you know Vale are third in League One. I just want to tell you that. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I don't care what I'm sort about. I don't <laughs> want to discuss the Vale on the podcast. Oh, no, that's it. That's it. that's it. That's all we're talking about, the Vale. I mean, they'll fall apart. Don't worry. Right, so before we obviously go into the week, the, the, well, this weekend, which we don't really want to talk about, but we will, we'll go into a positive bit of news, which was the 6-1 thrashing of the B team of Rotherham. You were there, I wasn't, obviously I should have been, but I was working, which is the story of my life at the moment. But tell the listeners how good that performance was.
1: Well, you can only beat what's in front of you, and we did that comprehensively, but every goal was a stormer. There wasn't one poor goal. From when uh, Wouterberger whacked the first one in the net right through to the last goal, there was not one goal that you wouldn't have said, class, and then we follow it up with yesterday's first shot on
0: target after about 86 minutes, so uh, I guess we overdid it on Tuesday night. Well, yeah, and we'll discuss Alex Neil later, obviously, in his rating, of, if the, I think the mistakes he made here, but I don't know, it was a good, good, solid performance, I thought Berger had a great debut, I mean, his goal was fantastic, but one I want to talk about a little bit more, really, is Ryan May. What are your thoughts? I mean, he took his goal well against Rotherham, and I thought, ah, is this a turning point, but what are your feelings on, on the strikers that have come in? Because it's a topic that everybody's talking about and I thought we'd straight away go into that before we did the player well, ratings.
1: My thoughts on a striker is that we don't have a clinical out-and-out striker. I would like to see, as much as he's not done very well since he's been at Stoke, I'd like to see Dwight Gale up with Wesley. I think that might... Um, that might
0: come off, but as it stands at the moment I don't think
1: we have got a 20 goal a
0: season striker and without one of those you ain't going to get out of this league, well, we we're def- always going to one Yeah, we, we definitely haven't got a 20, a 20 goal season striker, I mean put the two, two that have come in, so I agree, I think there's probably a, a space for Gale to come back and I'm glad we haven't got rid of him but wesley what are your thoughts on wesley at the moment because he's played a lot of football well not a lot but he's played four games aren't coming on is it four four games has he actually had a shot on target yet uh, i
1: think he's had one on target um to me he's, he hold, he's a hold up player he holds the, the pitch up the center of the pitch up he's not a striker he will just hold he's like a poor man's mammo beat and i don't mean that with any bad reflection on either them.
0: Well yeah he's a very much poor man's city because Celebi was world class at holding the ball up, let's be honest but for some reason when he played for his country he was a goal machine and I've, I've never understood yeah. that but um yeah so Ryan May he got up and running against Rotherham good strike what he seems to be bombed out the championship team at the moment i mean does do you think he's already given up on him or do you think he's he, he sees him as a backup because we pay for championship wise quite a bit of money on him has he given up yeah. on him already uh, no I don't think
1: he's given up on anybody but I just don't think the guy is firing at the moment as we uh, as um, as we would hope but he's okay with the ball to his feet at the moment
0: but to his head it's a waste of time isn't it well yeah he is 5 foot 4 isn't he so it's difficult to hit him on the head right so we'll go into everybody's favourite part of the week the player 18s always brings up a bit of a bit of um, nuts behaviour by mainly you and so we'll go in with it. Right, so we start with Mark Travers. Well, I didn't
1: think he had a chance with either of the of the goals. Um, he made two excellent saves. Uh, I don't like his long ball kicking at times, but look, he, he, he had no chance of the goals, did he? Seven for me.
0: I'll go on with an eight for Travers. I mean, I, to be honest, he kept it respectable for me. I think he was amazing for the. There should have been own goal from Stevens. What he was doing there, I don't know, but I thought he kept us in the game. Some two really good saves towards the end of the first half. I thought, you know, he, I like how he commands his box. I think he's a good. He, he was very good on Saturday. and It's for the first time in a while I've said that because we've we've been a bit dodgy for the last two three seasons, haven't we, in the goalkeeping situation. Like I've said before, yeah. it's a shame it's alone. Because I mean, if he we could get him permanently, I could see him really pushing on for us. But yeah, to get to now, Mark, is he your man of the match? Because he's scraping it for me.
1: Uh, I would make him my man of the
0: match. Yeah. So he is your man of the match. I mean, he's second for yeah, me. Yeah, with a seven. Yeah, it shows a lot, doesn't it? Right now, we're moving yeah. to the danger man, Dyson. Yeah, I thought he was pretty average yesterday. In fact, I thought he got lost on his
1: defensive duties quite a lot. Uh, he tries to go forward. Uh, apart from that, I didn't think he was anything
0: other than... Uh, I don't really think he was average. When Gooch came on, he did more than Hoover. So, he's getting five from me. A four from me for Hoover. I mean, he's he's dead, deadly into when he runs in. Runs in late. Brilliant at it. Great at it. But what was happening on, on Saturday? Every time Hoover was breaking forward trying to score a goal, Preston were getting behind us. ...on down that flank each time... ...I think it was was Dwayne Holmes... ...who was just constantly picking him... ...he was was waiting for him to run... ...now yes last season... ...at the start of this season... ...the first game he ran in late... ...smacked the ball in the back of the net... ...we can't complain... ...he did it a few times last season as well... ...but this year... I'm wondering if Lyndon Gooch has come in because he isn't trusting Hoover because he is becoming a big problem defensively for us at this moment in time. I I love the lad and I think he, he will grow into a top player but I only like him when he plays right wing back when we've got support in the defensive areas and yesterday, the amount of times that Holmes was breaking past him was frightening. I mean, every attacking... Bit of Preston's play because they were very rigid, they were very hard to play against, but they were just breaking down the left or right side every time, and it, that's down to to Hoover. And, it, and I, personally, the sub could, should have come quicker. He was it, he's got to improve, and he's got to improve on his defensive games if he wants to be a top level player. Well that's the thing it, people have got to calm down with Antit I mean there's a lot of anger coming on I mean I was fuming because I, I thought to myself at least get a point against Preston I know they're in good form Keane's been on fire to be fair I just wanted a little bit of uh, we need calm down a bit there's a lot of action I mean there's three players to come in yet but we move into next Ender Stevens. I don't think his
1: crossing's very good I thought he reminded me a bit of Fox today yesterday he wasn't uh... It wasn't brilliant,
0: but he plugged away. Um, five. Um, another four for me for Ender Stevens, who was lucky not scoring on own goal if it wasn't for Chavez being on the ball. Um, yeah, I agree. He is reminding me of Fox. He's, he, I, he's played too much football, honestly. it's pure and simple. And I can't believe we've let time and go and not brought another left back in. I I, I can't believe because Ender Stevens is going to be playing a lot of football now, and the man's 48. He's gonna to have to work hard. And yesterday, he got some really good positions yesterday. Yesterday, and the balls were woeful. So he's got yeah, to improve got to on that. Woeful. And yeah, yeah, he's he's got to improve. He gets a four from me. Now we move into Wilmot I didn't think Ben Wilmot
1: played very well compared to the standard he set himself in the last few matches. I I didn't think he was good at all. Um, I thought
0: he was at fault for the second goal, but having said that, I thought it was a tie, uh, so he's going to get a, a five from me. Uh, another four from me for Wilmot I thought he was um, chasing, chasing Preston shadows all day yesterday. I thought he was second to everything, and he was he was pushing too high and making it easy to press. So they were getting rounders way too easy on the counter we were too open on the counter that was our problem yesterday
1: yeah,
0: yeah and i thought i thought wilmot was a big problem with that he was pushing up too high trying to get the possession back and it, it wasn't working and it, and, it, and after the first two times he should have realized and gone right McNally, let's drop back because they're both inexperienced defenders aren't they and well i mean wilmot isn't now he's, he's played a fair few games but mcnally's only really had a season in this bit at stoke so it is a bit inexperienced. You've got Hoover that can't defend and you've got Ender Stevens who's too experienced. He's the upper end of the scale. Yeah, he gets low mark for me. It was a poor game from Will Mott. And then we move into his partner, McNally. I thought he was poor. I thought he was quite nervy. Um,
1: I think he's a good player. Uh, but I thought I expected more from him. To be honest, he's getting a six from me. I'll
0: move him up to a five. It, He's—he's. He's, I'll tell you what he's good at, what I've noticed over the last few games. He's hes good at bringing the ball out of defence, isn't he? I've noticed that. Yeah, he's, he's, better, he's better than yeah, Wilmot, yeah. is he? At bringing it out and get, yeah, trying to get his absolutely. play. Which I noticed yeah. yesterday. And I thought, I'm liking that about him. But he is a bit young, yeah. I know he's, what was he, 21, 22, but... Yeah. He's a bit inexperienced for what we're trying to do and what does Tony Pulis always say about his defenders? The more experienced, the better. That's why he used to like Jerry yeah, Taggart absolutely. and Dominic Matteo. Yeah, for me, someone he like, did. for me, I, personally, I would have played Rose against Preston because he's got that bit of Nouse, a bit of experience because that Preston team, I don't know what his name was. Was he, he Norwegian? They've just signed Very impressed by him, I've I've got to be honest, he he was completely calm, under pressure and everything, he was really good, but McNally, he gets a five because I liked how he was breaking out of defence, but other than that, pretty, pretty bad. Right, now we're moving to another player, Ben Pearson. Well, for a kick-off, that early booking, which personally I just thought was, wow, what was
1: it, two minutes in and he booked him his first tackle? But that affected how he played for the rest of the game. And I think we're going... I think it was the first minute he got booked. And from that, from the referees now, I think we're going to have to expect that all the time. Uh, and I think he's going to be one of the first that gets booked and it will therefore affect the way he plays. Um, he didn't impress me at all, to be honest. I'm giving him a five as well.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'll go with him down the middle of five. He, he, you could see his game was ruined after the first minute, and you could see Alex Neal yeah. was telling him stay calm, and he, he wasn't racing and being bullish like he normally does. You, you could see it, it was a red. It was a red card waiting happen, wasn't once You could see the ref was like kept having a word with him, and you know was was just sort of trying to get around him all the time and sort of warning him be careful because he he was on the verge and that's why i think he was subbed off but pierce is going to have to calm himself down because he's got a reputation as it is and you know any time he does anything that looks like it could be a yellow a beige card as people would say he's going to go off and i am getting worried yeah. about that about him but i still rate him as a player but yeah he's got he's got to step that up right now championship debut boy would take
1: Listen, he didn't play as well as he played in the midweek against Rotherham. Um, I actually thought he was really unlucky with the penalty, but he will learn very quickly that he left his leg out and the bloke... uh, He tried to pull his leg away and the bloke managed to get his foot behind. It was never a penalty in my opinion. Having said that, I thought he was trying a bit too hard in the first half and then in the second half I think he eased off a bit too much, so he's getting a six off me.
0: Yeah, he's going to get a six yeah. off me as well. I like it. I like his possessional side. he to be a he's, good
1: player, good He players, is going so. to be a
0: good player. I knew that instantly when I was watching him because he was picking some fantastic passes out in that first half. Yeah. I thought... Yeah. Who, who, he was the best
1: midfielder
0: we had. He definitely is already. After watching him twice, I can tell he's, he's our best player. I think, honestly, looking at what I looked at, Andrew, I think he's our best player. All round. Yeah. I think he's, he's going to be our best player. He's got that class that... that and you can understand why we signed him now. It's, it's already a top player. I think he's got to learn the English game because that was never a penalty. He, he, he was going down before he moved his leg. There was no contact yeah. there, was it? I've watched it three times. I can't see contact. That looked like a dive. That did to me. And I'm, I'm I'm annoyed about it. But, you know, it's how it is if you leave your leg out. And it's a little bit of an experience from the lad. And it's the only thing I can punish him down on, really. Because I, I think every... Part of his game was really good he, he was always trying to pick a pass he was always trying to look forward i like that about him and he could be that finally that was to a place we've been searching for for 10 years he, he could do it right now we move into captain fantastic josh laurent yes josh laurent um i thought he was bulging on non-existent to be honest he was
1: anonymous uh,
0: didn't think he played at all like he can. Uh, very poor. Four. Um, I'll That's go it. in with a three for Jocelyn Hans. I think he was our worst player on the pitch. And it's becoming a, a recent trend on the podcast, isn't it, and that, that as soon as somebody gets the captain's armband at our team, they simply just go from being our best player to one of his worst. Um, he didn't have his shooting boots on. I think one of them at the corner flag, didn't he? In the, in the second half he, he was completely anomalous anomalous he was completely he, he was invisible wasn't he I can't remember much of him at all really apart from getting in the way a couple of times you know yeah. but why was he playing there and I said this to your hands, What where is Laurent going to play when we sign biggie well we can't play him there surely no I
1: don't
0: disagree with you you know where was, why didn't Johnson play
1: uh, well, he changed his mind over that, didn't he? He um, he said he actually said he wasn't sure whether he would play him or not. but I, I guess now he's going to be in a situation where he's got to think about who he plays when more than he would in the past because it doesn't just uh, pick itself anymore, this team, does it?
0: no, there's 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 three more to come in as well, and you know my yeah. man, my man of the back'll be honest is coming up a bit later. Right, so three from me, five from you. Uh, Larry's on his home debut.
1: He gave a lot of effort. He reminds me of a poor man's Jacob Brown, if you can have a poor man's Jacob Brown. Um, he had a go, didn't he? But there was no real end product, was there? Um, so maybe he's gonna take a bit bit longer to bed. And I not all he was sort of asked to play was, listen, he runs a lot, he's got a lot of energy, um, but I don't think the role he was playing suits
0: him, so for me he's getting a five, at least he had some creativity in his game. Yeah, I mean, he did remind me of Jacob Brown with literally zero end result, was there? I mean, he was he was working damned hard, he was up and down that wing all day, mainly supporting Hoover because he kept he kept standing about instead of getting back and doing his defensive duties, so... To be a fair, I like the lad. I mean, he scored on his debut then against Rotherham, so I've got eye hopes for him, but to be honest, I don't think he's going to play much. I think this is going to be a backup because of the new lad from Celtic, which we'll talk yeah, about after. Yeah, I would after. agree
1: with you. I would agree
0: with that. Um, but he, he, he gets a six from me because at least he put he, he really put some graft in, which we needed at the time. Right, here we go. So now we talk about Tyrese Campbell on his return to the team.
1: I thought he was really poor. Cool. Uh, I don't... Didn't see anything that he did that was of that really was anything good. Uh, I mean, he won a few throw ins and that was it. Uh, I just he's an odd bloke, Campbell, because you can see nothing of him in the game and then he'll go and score a worldie. But yesterday he was the Campbell that was anonymous and lumbered around the pitch. Um, I'm gonna give him a four as well.
0: Three from me for Campbell. I thought he was pretty poor again, he wasted. He wasted two or three half chances. He just couldn't find it, that killer instinct that we need from him. And that's been the story of his career at Stoke, to be honest, where it's, yeah, you know, because... you know we, we want him to be consistent. We want him to be our star man. And he has got the ability to do it. There's no question of that. Again, yesterday, it seemed off horse from him. I've got to be honest. He, he, it seemed like he, after about 30 minutes, he didn't get a, a clear cut chance. And he gave up. He, he just wasn't running around. He wasn't linking up with Wesley, which is what we need him to do and yeah. for me I wouldn't have started him after the Rotherham game, I know he got a goal and it was a good take as well but you know I thought it was time for May to be honest, but it was poor from Campbell and now we're moving to his partner that is really getting some stick online and that's Wesley Yeah I think um, I think it's a bit unlucky to to be given so
1: much stick, look he's not the answer to me um, I thought he played okay in the first half. His touch isn't brilliant. Uh, he, he just, within a minute, he can be really good to being absolutely awful. Uh, and and I think he wasn't. It wasn't what we needed today. Listen, he's strong. He's big. Um, he caused a few problems, but nothing of any effective nature. Uh, so a six for me.
0: Um, a four for me, to be honest. I thought same. Um... To be honest, he did some good old up play. Actually, I'll put it up to a five. It's unfair dropping it to a four, really. I think I think he did some really good old up play. Really good at that. I'll, I'll give him that. But there is literally zero instinct in him at all of being a goal scorer. This lad will be lucky if he hits five. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, well, listen, the other thing is, he was up against Liam Lindsay. Liam Lindsay, who never really played that well for
1: Stoke. And he couldn't Win many
0: headers against Liam Lindsay. That was my worry. Well, to be honest, he's been brilliant since he's gone in um, Preston. Anti, let let's be honest, and we've been crying out for a left left centre back. I wonder if he'll come back. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Wesley Pui. I'll be honest, it's poor. The, the, the lad's not going to score goals. I like him as an old up player, but at least with Sadibi, I know he couldn't hit a barn over machine, gun. I know that, but but I don't I don't know. I think the problem is he. he there was a couple of times when Ender Stevens was trying to cross to, I don't know, Peter Coates in the top stand. Wesley wasn't moving towards the goal. He's got no instinct for, a, for a striker I've seen for a long time. He he was standing outside the box more than getting in, trying to get his head on things. He's not going to score goals, Ange. I can tell you that now. If he if he goes and scores ten goals, I'll eat me hat. And I wish I hadn't said that on the on here now because people will expect it. Right. So now moving to the subs. And they all come on in the 65th minute, first minute. Uh, Gooch for Hoover.
1: I thought he made some cracking crosses. I thought he he showed in the few minutes he was on um, how good he could be. And I think he'll start the next match. Uh, He he crossed the ball better than anybody else on the pitch, in my opinion, which wasn't hard. But he looked like he cared all the way through from the minute he came on the pitch. He looked like he wanted to win.
0: And that'll do for me. Um, yeah, the seven for me as well. I was, I was very impressed by him. To be honest, when he came on, because I went and signed him before, what we'd we signing him for? But to be, to be fair, he was deadly. He didn't give up. He worked hardy. He defend. He got back defensively <laughs> as well. And I think that's the end for Hoover for me. <laughs> I'll be honest. I yeah. mean, with our recent battery who has been playing recently and who and now gooch came on and made a big impact he's a grafter isn't he he reminds me of yeah. real just never gives up will we'll chase anything down really liked him so yeah he gets uh gets a seven from me uh now this was a decision that you know for me should have been from the start which was rose for mcnally yeah uh
1: I didn't actually think he was that much better than
0: McNally if he was at all okay nothing special nothing bad Give him a yeah I agree with you but I think the thing is with with Michael Rose I think that experience showed a bit defensively where I mean, McNally was starting to look a bit shaky Auntie Let, let's be honest and I think Rose is better for that just because he's got that experience his 300 career games he sort of knows what he's doing at that point don't he, where yeah, he gets he gets a five because it was still average, obviously. But I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm really clutching at straws with this one, But I'll I'll go with my steady five. That's what I'll do with that one. And then again, I don't know what's going on with the substitutions, but Johnson for Pearson rather than drop Lawrent back and put Johnson in his right position. Yeah, it, listen, he brought
1: a bit of energy, didn't he, when he came on? But it wasn't the greatest of his plays. Uh, I was, was a bit disappointed. Um, but, but he kept the ball a bit better, and
0: he and he brought people into the game. So he's getting a six off me. Yeah, he gets a six off me. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of energy, hasn't he? he's got a lot of movement. He's a proper cam. You can see that. But the thing is, he should have started the game, Ange. And I, I don't understand why he was playing. Because he dropped the midfield deeper, didn't he? So he got rid of the the cam, which wasn't a cam, which was Laurent. Basically standing with his mouth open. I mean, what's gone on, Ange? So we've let time and go, Mister Mouth Open, and now Laurent's doing it. But anyway, Johnson. He, yeah, I thought he made a good a good impression, and, and that's a good sign, Hans. That's what one thing I was talking to my dad when, when I was sat next to him. I said to him, at least now we have options on the bench compared to last season where we're bringing kids on and expecting miracles. At least now we've got a good array of players, which is what which is what we've all got to look forward to. Right and um John Howe, Phil
1: Yes. Now I actually thought, wow, this bloke's man of the match really, along with Travers. And you shouldn't really give somebody man of the match unless they score winners with about when he what did he come on twenty five minutes from the end? Yeah, 75 minutes. He's going to be a big player for Stoke City. Uh, he got stuck in. Um, uh, if you remember, he got he won us that free kick. Uh, he had a shot on goal. Uh, I think he was on the pitch for 22 minutes and um, for me, it was him and Travers that were, and, and possibly William Gooch, but I think they had a really good game for the time he was on, so he's getting a
0: 7-2. He's getting a 9 for me, Ange.
1: Wow, for 25 minutes? Yeah,
0: for 25 minutes. You he-
1: always said to me, Ian Meller. Subs can't get above
0: five. Not when he comes on and becomes the best player I've seen in about five years.
1: Oh, so we're changing the sub rules now,
0: okay? <laughs> no, but he was amazing. I've, I've got to be honest; he was amazing. He came on and he ripped them apart. He was his movement was incredible as well. I haven't seen stuff like yeah. that since Boulayan and stuff. I know he's, he's not as good. He's got a good level of skill as well, and
1: he's responsible the way he plays, and he covered the pitch well. And and there was a smack of Boulayan about him for me too.
0: Yeah, he gets man of the match from me. I thought he was brilliant. He was lively. He was showing skill. I mean, his movement was absolutely fantastic. He, he was trying to get in good positions. He, he got a free kick. If he'd started that game like he should have done, would we have won? Well, I don't
1: think we'd have
0: done as badly as we did, but uh, I thought he was good. So, yeah, OK, I'm happy. And Jozic came on for beer in the 90th minute. Well, I'm... I'm not really saying you can say anything about that, so far Second man of the night, I'm only joking. Um, yeah, he, he gets a five. I, he, let's be honest, he, he ran on and ran off again, didn't he? Right, the yeah. subs that weren't used, Bonham, Gale, which surprised me, Thompson and Sidibe. Now we Yeah, them... now I'll ask you
1: about that, Ian. Why do you think he didn't bring
0: Gale on? Um, I don't know, and what shocked me even more is Ryan May wasn't even on the bench. You know,
1: well, Ryan May's injured, along with Vidigal. He, yeah. he tweaked his hamstring in the match against Rotherham. Vidigal, we know how they kicked the previous week. I don't think either of them will figure at the start of the games after after the the international break. Either I think they'll both be out longer than, than he said. I, I really do. I think we've got um, another bit of an injury list growing now.
0: Well, we, we, well. To be honest, we need someone needs to have a speak with the medical department about what's going on with our players because they're all getting injured as well. They're all tissue injuries as well, which is what's annoying yeah. me. But um, yeah, yeah. I think Gail, Gail. I think is going to have a big part now, especially as Vinigal's injured. I think Gail's going to have a big part now because Campbell, for me, to, to be honest, stand. How, how many years has he got left on his contract, Campbell?
1: Might
0: even be one. Well, I mean, if he's if he's up at the end of the season, you get you let him go. I, I know people are going to get... I mean, there's loads of people who think he's the best player at Stoke for some reason. I don't know what they're watching. I do rate him myself. He was the best finisher. He was the best
1: finisher.
0: But even that's questionable, given how he's performing at the moment. Well, Vidigal's the best finisher at Stoke. He's he's proved that. Yeah. But for me, Gale, yeah. Gale needs to play alongside Wesley. Somebody who, who doesn't... Throw his, you know, toys out the prime every time he doesn't get a chance in the first thirty minutes. We need Gale in that forward line for the next game. I don't, I don't know because with May, I mean, I think that was a perfect game for May to play off Wesley to see what he can do in a two. So, well, if May's if May's out, then for me, I'm surprised Gale didn't start ahead of, of Campbell, really. Right, so now moving to the referee Matthew Donoghue. What are we rating him?
1: Um I I don't really want to give him a rating because I thought he was I just thought he was bad. I thought some of his decisions not just for us. I just thought some of his decisions defied belief. So um the most he's getting off me is a 4.
0: He's getting a one off me. I thought he was. I he was woeful. He kept stopping play every time we were trying to break forward. He gave Pearson a stupid yellow card at the beginning instead of a warning. Somebody does that in the first minute. You give him a warning, don't you? You say calm down. We'll get a booking next time. Not just fly her a yellow card out. But he's from Manchester. What do you expect, Ange? Gets it gets a yeah. one from me. Um, right. So now moving to Alex Neil's rating. Um. I I thought he got
1: out everything by Ryan Lowe. They were a compact team. Uh, he thought that we played okay, and um, I'm not so sure that I would agree with that. He, he thought that we were better in the first half hour. I thought they, us, they knew exactly what they were getting, and I thought they played really well against us. I just thought he was out-foxed every which way, so he's getting a five off me.
0: Right, so... Uh... It's it's gonna get a four from me, and it's it's down to the way we played, how we set up. I don't understand why I put Laurent in as a cam when we've got a cam in the squad in Daniel Johnson. I don't understand why. Um, I don't understand why I didn't pick Rose with a bit of experience because we know what we're gonna get from Preston. They're a very well-drilled, oiled team, and you don't want a young defender. I know McNally's a good talent, but you you want Rose in there, someone who knows knows what it's about. Because McNally, he, at times, he looked very shaky. And you can understand now why we're desperate to bring an experienced player in, which we'll talk about next in the window talk. I thought the subs... I thought John Howe should have come in earlier, because I think if he had done, I think we could have got back into the game. But we we created nothing, Ange. I can't remember many chances in that game or any, really. I think Wesley... He's going to play every week by the looks of it, but he's got to be he's got to be alongside the clinical striker. And I know he hasn't been that for us, but it's got to be Gale. If we, if if Ryan May's injured, we're going to have to put Gale alongside Wesley because Campbell he, he drifting out of the game too much. And we know he's deadly. We know he's got a great finish on him. But if he doesn't link up with Wesley, which he wasn't doing, it it's just going to fall down. Which it did. We look completely toothless going forward, and and. The only good the only good sign he had was a good goalkeeping performance from Travis. It's amazing what John Ho did when he came off the bench and I was really impressed with Wu Taberger, but other than that there wasn't a lot of improvement really. No, but you see I, I'd have put Gale
1: on for the second half instead of Campbell. Well, I would have gone 3-5-2. So that you'd have had um Gale and Wes up up top. And you'd have had Hoover, Pe- Pearson, Virgie, Johnson and Lloris in the middle and Rose McNally and Wilmot at the back. And I think that would have given us more chance of scoring as it was. I just didn't think we ever looked
0: like scoring. No, we didn't. We didn't look like we were going to score for love and money, I'll be brutally honest with you. But the thing is for me as well, the subs came too late. I know they were on the 61st minute, but I think Hoover should have gone off at half-time. He, he was getting yeah, overrun but, but, all the time. Yeah,
1: but then when you look at the team, and I, when I had the team read out, I thought, wow... Um, Who's the creative force in
0: this team? Well, it was supposed to be Laurent. Josh Laurent Leroy. Leroy isn't, a, Josh isn't a creative force. Which which, why I don't understand why he played as a cam. That's what I'm confused about it. Why play him up there when you've got Daniel Johnson, who's good up there? He's, he's at, Johnson's played one game as a cam and he's impressed me against Rotherham on the opening day. And then he's decided to do it again but put Laurent there. And I, and I knew this had happened, I I said this to you. I said he'd regret he'd regret giving Josh Laurent that captain's armband because he's got play now, because he's the captain. But the problem is, he's, he's not a better player than Ben Pearson and Wooter So now we're sticking him in a, as a cam just because he's captain and he's got play. And, it, and I think it he, he hindered us. And that isn't what a good manager does, Ange. Yeah. You don't do You're things right. like that. You don't give... give and let's be honest, we've really improved the squad from last season, now yes Josh Laurent was a, was a top player for us last season, and I still do rate him I think he's a good player, but he is nothing compared to Wooter and, and I have know that after watching 90 minutes of football he's nothing compared to him so now he's stuck between a rock and a hard place, of where does he put Laurent, so he's going to put him as a can when we've got a good, like for me if Johnson would have been right up for that game Against his former club. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's it's not good enough for me. He's got he's got to fix this because he's got he's got he's got a few players coming in who sign on de- 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 deadline day, which we'll talk about next, Ange. Deadline day, we just rooted to Sky Sports News. Were you listening? Were you watching? Were you excited with a deadline day? I wasn't listening. I wasn't rooted.
1: Uh, wasn't excited. I was interested. I did predict that we'd have three in and one out. You've not talked about that prediction. And we had three in and one out. Um, Tymon, I'm disappointed for him because I think his heart and soul was in Stoke. But I don't think he would have fitted into the new system uh, that we're playing. Uh, of the players coming in, I don't know anything about um, about two of them, to be honest, because I've never seen them. Like uh, Bajun Ho... Um, I didn't know anything about him, though I would now say I think he's a world-beater. Uh, the, the guy from Celtic on loan hacks everybody scoring him, don't know anything about him. Uh, I just like to think that it gives us more options, but we need these more options because when you look after the international break, we've got Norwich away and then Huddersfield away in the space of four days. Um, it's a, it's a, we've got to pick up some points because however you look at it,
0: we're not as doing as well as we would want to do, are we? Um, well, yeah. that's that's a new ange, I'll, I'll be honest. Now, obviously, Said Hakeb, whatever his name is, I, I'm not giving an attempt to say that one. Um, now, I looked, at, I looked at him a bit. Now, he has been a bit of a flop at Celtic, to be honest. I know he's he played 20, 26 times for them last season. He did score five goals but towards the end of the season he wasn't it was he, they were more sub appearances. He's supposed to be an exciting player but from the looks of it he's a left winger. Now we've got now does this really mean that we're bringing him to be the left winger? And does that mean that obviously Alex Neil sees Vidigal as an actual striker now? Yeah, it's a very good point. I mean, out of all the players we've bought,
1: I think because of the start Vidigal's had, you would always pick him as a striker, wouldn't you? He's got this ability, as Alex Neil has said himself, to pop up in the right place and slam the ball in the net. And that's something we haven't had for quite some time.
0: Well, that's what I mean what? about it. I mean, Haxa, whatever his name is, I'm not going to tell you. I mean, he moved to West Ham when he was a young lad. He had four or five loan spells away. Moved eventually to Celtic, you know, you know Ruben Kazan. Did well there, then went back to Sweden, and then joined Celtic, and now he's at Stoke. And there's, apparently, there's a view of a permanent deal in there. He's got 33 caps for his country, Montenegro, and he's very close friends with Arnie, who apparently is agent Arnie now, and has got us got us a new left wing, one of his personal mates. So yeah, that that, that was very good
1: in um, very good little bit of PR. That uh, if you believe that, you believe anything. Uh, Arnie left this football club, not happy with this football club. So I, I find it really difficult to comprehend how we would suddenly think we are the best club since life's spread This is the bloke that said we have no ambition,
0: um, and honest. this is the
1: bloke that said he always wanted to go and play in China. So anything I've I've heard from Marco, apart from when his feet do the talking, I take with a pinch of salt.
0: Um, and come on now, he can't be like that he's, he he's, he was a top player for Stoke, aren't he? But, yeah. I'm not
1: saying he wasn't a top player but what d- I am saying is that he left Stoke not happy with the football club uh, he said he would never play for the football club again and whilst we may have lacked ambition in his eyes I don't think any player has ever bigger than the football club so for me, I don't really care what he's told somebody else he left our football club he didn't care tuss about our football club and he left West Ham to go and play in China because that's where he'd always wanted to go and play. He's like a lot of other people in football, and good luck to him, it's only after the money. So I take with a pinch of salt anything he says about the football club I love.
0: Well, I mean, you know what I mean, Andrew? I mean, it. When somebody says that, I've always wanted to play for this. That's like Robbie Keane, isn't he? He was like that. I've always, I've always yeah, dreamed of playing what for are Liverpool, talking Tottenham. Talking
1: about Mark Owen telling somebody to come and join this club. <coughs> I think it's a bunch of
0: nonsense. Well, right, it probably is, Hans, but it's good. It's good PR. We've had Absolutely. great PR. And so, for that reason, I'll buy it. Great PR. Love about Marco
1: Anoutovic?
0: Send over another great player. Well, I tell you what, hats off to the Stone PR team this season because they even got me by a Wootzaburger because of that 20% deal, which was a bit, a bit of a rip-off. what was it. it like? Did it
1: taste well? It was it good. good.
0: It was good. To be fair, it was a good burger. The chips were crap, but it was it was a the good... You only,
1: only bought it because it was 20% discount. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't 20%. It was,
0: it was basically just £3 off your delivery fee. <laughs> you still paid for it. <laughs> I, I, felt, I, felt, I felt robbed. But it was nice, so I, I sort of. They keep texting me now saying, Do you want another one? And I said, At them, perhaps, he's absolutely no chance. But anyway, there was another deadline signing, which was another one, I'm not going to pronounce it. A young fullback from Colchester United. Now, this is. They are. There you go, that's the one. And he's played 82 times for Colchester, which is quite surprising that the lad's 19.
1: Yeah, I think he broke into the first team at 16. Crazy. Um, so, so I'm I'm looking
0: forward to seeing him play. I think this is a really good start. I mean, we've made some really good quality youth signings here, haven't we? I mean, look at John John Ho. I mean, how good's he going to be in two, three years? Real step up with the youth system. I mean, I know when I put it up about the the three exciting teams that have signed this summer, uh, the lad from Colchester. I'm not going to say his name, Joe and Chin, John Ho. And never guess what the Stoke fans started talking about Ange. What? They had a moan. They were going, oh, but what about our kids? And I instantly put because our kids are garbage and they end up in kids' grove. That's why.
1: Right. And the other, the only sad thing about the transfer window for me, you've just mentioned a couple of names there. The, the saddest thing for me, and 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 I know a lot of people will laugh at this, but you're all thinking the same. Is I just wish Nigel had been on commentary. And, and would have had to pronounce some of these names. Because, you know, Jason Bourne for Jacob Brown would have been <laughs> superseded by God knows what he'd have called John Hobey uh, and and Jocic and Chamadu. You just, it's mind-boggling, isn't it?
0: it would have been brilliant especially jacob brown will be chuffed about that i'm going to text him and ask him if he's chuffed about that yeah, william about... small piece you know.
1: small <laughs> <laughs> piece i mean you you should never laugh until when people have gone but he was he's a good friend nigel and i would have loved to have heard him after to say some of the substitutions
0: i know there's some crazy ones there but we'll go through all the signings that have been made this so and oh sorry in the last one was lyndon gootes but we have talked about him a bit He's, he seemed a bit of an under, underwhelming one, but when you look at what he's done in his career, you know he's played over 200 odd times for Sunderland. He had a loan spell at Gateshead, one at Doncaster where he actually impressed and got into the Sunderland team. But he's been a stalwart, hasn't he? And he has got four caps for America, which I know. I'm, I mean, I think I can walk in the American team, but I think that's a steady, steady intake. Do you reckon that's it for Hoover now? I think it could
1: be, yes.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to come in as a steady right back. Into I mean, the only worry. Is, well, he's only twenty seven as well, so you know the only worry is he has a bit of a he has a bit of a short arse, He has five eleven. But I, I think that's a good signing. I can't I can't knock that one. I think it's an experienced player that's been steadily improving. So we'll cover it, all the signings and we'll give it out of ten what we think. So, Mark Travers was one. Lyndon Gooch, Ender Stevens, Ben Pearson, Michael basically a new squad. Michael Rose, Wouter Birgit, Johnson, Hoover again, Wesley, uh, I'm not saying his name, Saeed from Celtic <laughs> Junior, yeah. And then we've got Ryan May, Jojic, John Ho, McNally, Laris, and I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, what we've give it out of ten, Ans, this this window because it's been it's been a lovely surprise, ain't it? After what's been happening over the last four seasons. Well, uh, I, I
1: think
0: it's too early to give a chance for a window a mark. You can't um, give you it to an... Mark. Come on, I've got to push, I've got to push it here, Anne, because we could change it later anyway. We've got plenty of time. We've got a whole season. Got a year. Five,
1: seven.
0: A seven. Why only seven? What what do you think we're missing? I'll tell you what I think we're missing. But what? a striker
1: and a centre
0: back. A centre back. Well, well, the talk is last bit that even though the transfer window has slammed shut, we can still get free agents. So there is talk yeah. that we could be getting Axel Twanzabe or Kieran Clark on a free transfer. Yeah. I'm right. not impressed well, by Evie, to be honest. But what are your feelings? Quickly before you. We...
1: I wouldn't really. I mean, look, Twan is like a Rolls Royce if he's fit. The big problem is if he's fit, and I don't think he's fit. So I would say just keep looking in the in the transfer window. What even in the free agent window? Because I don't, either of
0: them don't fill me with great delight. So you're not a big fan of Kieran Clark as well?
1: I think he's okay. I just, I mean, why is nobody else got him then?
0: Um, he's, he's obviously he's obviously like Robbie Keane, Ange. He can't wait to play for Stoke. He's desperate for it. That he's turned down yeah. he's turned down Man United. He's turned down Arsenal. He's going. No, I'm hoping the Marty Potters are going to get on the phone. Okay, I'll
1: go
0: with that. You should be laughing at that, Ange. <laughs> <Yeah,
1: laughs> no, well,
0: <laughs> um i am not Kieran Clark I've never rated. I'll be honest. I, I thought he did all right for a stint at Newcastle and a stint at Villa, but I see him as average. I'd rather go with McNally than a Kieran Clark to be perf- personally honest. But at least he's got experience, so you know we need mounts up. Now I agree with you with Twan but I would take Twan Zabe because now compared to last season, we've got backup players if he gets injured. But because he's such a good defender he could get us over the line in tight games because he's such a good yeah. centre-back. So, for me, I, out of them two, I would take the, the gamble on Tuan Zabe. And if he does get injured, we've got McNally and Rose where, who can cover him till he's back. You know that Because it's always been niggly injuries. It hasn't really been long, has it, apart from that original one? So, I'd take it. I mean, for me, I agree with you. I'll go with an eight. I think there's been some exciting players. The only ones that have really let me down is I'm surprised we've let and go, but haven't brought another left-back in. I know that junior from Colchester can sort of play left-back, but I'd rather have got another left-back in. But that probably gives us something to do in January, do not you? when we spend more money? Um, Striker-wise, I'm not impressed with a manager. I'm not impressed with Ryan May. I'm not impressed with Wesley. I've, I think he's good at holding the ball up, but that's it. None of them are going to score 10 goals plus for me. I think we're already looking at hoping that Gale comes back and for me I'm a bit disappointed that players haven't gone I mean, you know, Lewis Baker's still at the club Gale hasn't gone, Bonham's still here I'm surprised Thompson hasn't gone out on loan um, Blondie's still here, Sparrow's still here you know, I thought right, Phillips would have gone in deadline day there's a few there that aren't going aren't gonna to feature and really we should be getting rid of, or shouldn't we?
1: I think there was a doubt that Bonham would stay uh, because I, I genuinely think they still see him as a backup keeper. Gail, I thought somebody might have come in for him, um, but they haven't, and it's not going to work at Stoke, is it? You just know he's never going to be prolific at Stoke. He's been prolific everywhere else. We always get the player that suddenly has an off day, and if he goes somewhere else, he'll score a bag at full. I thought Timon would go. I always thought Timon would go.
0: Last week you said he wasn't.
1: No, I didn't. You go play back. I said I thought he would go. Ah. Definitely said that. You just you just hallucinating on <laughs> on the song that we've seen today.
0: I am I am sweating still. I've got to be honest. It's that walk has taken it out of me. But yeah, are you surprised with right Phillips not being out on loan and Baker? He's still here.
1: Baker won't be here because he's not not proved his match fitness yet. He's had an injury, so nobody's going to take him. At
0: this point, I think he might go at Christmas. Crew could have him, we we could have given him. uh, At this stage, I mean, and we could have given him veil and said we'll pay his wages, you know, at least he's gone. Yeah, but
1: no, I think they could all play a couple of games at some point. Maybe, you know, when people are ill or injured,
0: because we are going to have a run of injuries again, make no doubt we always do. Well, we already have, Um, aren't we? Two are already out injured. Yeah. There you go. Right, so you've gone, you've gone seven, I've gone eight. We'll see how that works out. But now we're moving to the next game. Now we've got obviously the worst part of the beginning of the season, the international break, where nobody cares. Um, but then we're back, aren't we? And are we back playing, Ange? We've got a very tough week when we come back. We play Norwich on the 16th away, and on the 20th, we play
1: Huddersfield away. Well, so you tough, know, those are two away games
0: followed by Hull at home, and you just know Liam Delap will come and and score against us. Well, I, I, at the moment, I don't think he could. I don't think he could score anywhere, to be honest. But I, I don't know with Norwich. I mean, we'll go with that one first. I think. a on, that, you don't
1: think Liam Delap will score anywhere, he scored the winner
0: for Hull on yeah, Saturday. We, we all we all we all score a goal every now and again. Hans, come on. Right, but, okay. But um, I, I don't know with Norwich. I mean. I think I think they've signed quite poorly, to be honest with you, lads. To be honest, I mean we were after their left back, weren't we? And we, it fell through. Right at the end, Mick, McCallum is not yeah. Now that's yeah, gutted me.
1: Listen, Ian, we've got Norwich, Huddersfield, Hull, and Bristol. Right, we've got one home match now left in September. The other three are away. In October, which is a vile month for us, we've got Southampton at home, Leicester away. Sunderland at home and Leeds at home and Middlesbrough away so I would suggest that if we're going to have any chance of being in the top half of the table unless we have one of these ridiculous second half runs we have got to get some points against Norwich, Huddersfield, Hull and Bristol
0: Do you reckon he's going to be sat by the end that? (laughs)
1: Honestly honestly, I look at October and I think wow who else could be put in there to make it worse? Nobody
0: no, it is a bad month, but we'll go straight and with Norwich, what's your prediction? Lose 2-1. No, we aren't going to lose, we'll win that 1-0. And then the next game, we'll win 1-0. <laughs> you
1: ask me? Everybody listening to this podcast, I will ask them a question. Why does Ian ask me for my predictions and then say no? Because we all know, nine times out of ten, my predictions are correct and you pretend they're not.
0: How many out of with <laughs> ten? <laughs> you got one right last year, <laughs> I got one more than you. You Come didn't. On, I got two. One. One. I won last year. Right. Two one. We're, we're crap at this. We'll <laughs> two one. Right. So I've gone one nil. Well, it's still nil nil now this this season. So I'm hoping to get up and running with a win against Norwich, and then is it midweek the the game after?
1: Huddersfield,
0: yeah. Um. Oh, that's gonna be a tough one. Is Warnock still there? oh god he ate warrock um that'll be i'll that's that'll be a draw i'll go one one that okie dokie what can one say to that, Come on, what you Is that in home? um yeah mainly yeah because we never he always gets us for some reason i don't know why he does he. i know we beat we beat him last year didn't we I can't remember I, I swear we, we did again. I swear we did towards the end it was, we did. Yeah. it was yeah, in we that run it in that run I'll go 1-1 what are you going with?
1: Huddersfield
0: 2-1 oh so we're losing both games yep And come on now you're ruining my life here I'm already a little bit depressed from yesterday I don't four defeats in a row because if, if, we well, if we lose four in a row, want him gone. <laughs> that, that's what I'm going for.
1: A run of defeats.
0: Right, let's pray that changes. Let's hope I'm right this time. Um, right, so your floor's yours, Ange. Talk us what's happened this week with the women's team. The well, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Because uh,
1: last weekend, you never asked me, and uh, we won in the Cup. Uh, So that's done and dusted now. But today, as it is Sunday, today we had um, a game against a very, very good team in Huddersfield. We were so lucky that we played at Clayton Wood. Now, let me explain to some people that when we play at Clayton Wood, we have to have a reduced capacity because they've only got two stands. So in actual fact, the maximum people we could have at the game was 187, And we had 187 at the game, which uh, is is really good. But we kicked off the game. We started off quite well. We looked as though we were going to be quite dominant. And then after the 27th minute, Heidi Logan scored with a great finish. Now, Heidi Logan is going to be some player in the future. She will play Women's Super League. And already this season, she's had three chalked off for offside that weren't offside. She's just lightning fast. So we won up after the 27th minute. After the 31st minute, Alice Higginbottom scores. Bit of a flurry with the goalkeeper. She drops it. Alice Higginbottom just slams it in the, the net. Georgie Ferguson and our keeper, they had one shot at the end of the first half. How she made the save, I have no idea, but she made a gordon type save, right? Not once, but twice from this ball. So we went in at half-time, 2-0 up. It was absolutely boiling, Right, may I thank Ricky Martin also and some of the Stoke City uh, management team who came to watch us. Uh, But what they have started to do in the Women's League is they've now said if you turn round and question the referee's decision, for example, one of our players turned round and said, ref, surely that was a booking, and lo and behold, our player got (laughs) book saying surely it should have been a booking. So the game carries on, everybody's hot, and then we make a couple of substitutions, Bring on Saffron Jordan and Abby Hunt for Rosh Kibble and Shannon Stamps. And at the 65th minute, wow! I'm not kidding you. Not seen much better goals. Saffron Jordan, who has played Championship football um, in the Women's League, just got a through ball and just absolutely leathered it into the net to make it three nil. And then Heidi Logan, who is the one who I've told you is really really fast, gets a great ball from Abby Hunt and makes it four on the 79th minute. We probably could have had two more before the end, but we got three points and uh, a very deserved three points to take us to uh, fifth in the league on the league table. So um, we're quite happy where we are. We hope to go up later in the week. We're playing Liverpool Feds on Wednesday, 7.45 kick-off at Norton at the Emery Stadium. And it would be great if, um, if some of you people that are listening to this podcast could come along and watch the women play.
0: Yeah, get yourselves down, people. Come on, they're improving. We're getting there. Who are they play next? The Liverpool? Liverpool Feds. Right, let 7.45 on Wednesday. Predictions? Let's go. We're going to do the Potterettes now as well decided. It's only fair. So, what are your predictions? What for? For the Stoke Ladies, the Potterettes. What do you think?
1: Right, you call them the Potterettes. Well, Liverpool Feds uh, beat Derby 3-2 today. So, um, it will be a very tough match, but I'm going to Stoke 2-1. I'm going
0: to go 4-1, women's team.
1: 4-1. Right, well, that would be brilliant. And then, on Sunday, right, I might as well tell you this now, on Sunday, we have uh, a game that we're really looking forward to because we're playing Newcastle. At Newcastle. So, it's a three-game week for us and really looking forward to uh, going up to Newcastle and playing Liverpool Feds as well. So, we
0: could hopefully have nine points this week. Uh, that would be brilliant. Yeah, we need we need get. You need to start getting a bit more advertising. That's why I'll give you the floor right towards the end of the podcast. And if they really do something special, like win a cup or something, they'll go at the front to the women. But yeah, it's great to see that they're improving. Even impre- the things have massively improved over the last couple of months, aren't they, Andrew? I mean, you're now involved in it as well. With your experience, with obviously the Olympics and all that stuff, the World Championships with with your sport, and yeah, it's it's things are moving forward, and we just need to get down. It's just a shame that we're playing at Clayton Wood, where you can only fit hundred odd people in. That's the only shame. Can, can't we hire out Vale yeah. Park? Hey, listen, listen. We were happy to play at
1: Clayton Wood because the pitch is like a like a golf course. It was absolutely brilliant today. So um, we were, we, you know,
0: we were quite chuffed with that. Yeah, um, but I think I think we should start hiring out Vale Park. And... No, we don't want to hire out Vale Park. We play close enough to Vale Park at Norton. Thank you very
1: much. <laughs> um, we don't particularly want to um, play there. You've so, been a bit silly
0: now. You've been drinking. No, I don't drink. can you know with this? But um, so we're not going to get a congratulation for the Vale and their win this weekend.
1: Congratulations from who?
0: I'm just trying to wind you up now, Andrew, comic relief. So that's another one done. Is there anything you want to add on before we finish?
1: Yes, I do want to say, are you working on Wednesday night, Ian? No, working in the day. Right. So
0: why aren't you coming up to watch us play on Wednesday
1: night? Because
0: I'm probably in the gym or whatever. I've got. I've got I'm up at no, four. Ian. I'm
1: this up at four in the morning. Excuse. <laughs> This is a typical man who thinks he cares about women's football, saying, oh, I've got something else, I've got to wash my bald head. This is what you're doing. How dare you? You just try to make an excuse not to come to watch, and I just think that's
0: disgusting. Well, I would come, but I've got to be up at four in the morning. What time's it start?
1: Quarter to eight. You can go straight home, tuck yourself in bed, you'll be fine.
0: I'm normally in bed by half eight, times. I'm of an age.
1: all this podcast today, right? All of you listening, you have the chance not only to see Stoke City women playing at Norton against another good team, but you have the chance to meet your hero of the podcast, Ian Mellor. Please don't miss that at quarter to eight on Wednesday.
0: <laughs> if I'm your hero, you've you've you really need to get out more. I'm going to tell you that now. But anyway, I might go. We'll see how it goes. I mean, if if it feels already Don't put yourself out. We're not desperate for part-time fans. You can't say that, Ange. Right, everybody, thanks for listening on that bombshell. Thank you, everybody. See you on
1: Wednesday.